Have you ever said something like, I just don't have the same passion for owning my business that I once did? Or, sometimes I wonder why I'm even doing this. If so, stay tuned. We're going to talk about that. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. Hey there, guys. Brian Harding here. I want to talk to you about to, uh, about a friend of mine named Shelly. Uh, when I met Shelly, she said she just she just didn't have the same passion for owning her business that she once did. And uh, things just become stale. And uh, the work just didn't seem to be worth it anymore. And she was having tr- trouble finding the the grit to just get through some of those unpleasant things about that in company uh, or that are part of owning a business. Um, when I asked her why she wouldn't own a business in the first place, she said she didn't even know anymore and she was kind of deflated, you know, and, and, uh, and she kind of felt down about things. So then I asked her, well, what are your personal goals? You know, what, what is it you want to accomplish besides owning a business? What do you want your retirement to look like? And she said she hadn't thought about that in some time. And so then it it became kind of clear that what was going on for Shelly was, her professional goals and her personal goals had not were not lined up anymore or hadn't been in quite some time. Um, and I think it's really difficult for people in business owner, uh, business ownership positions to endure some of those hard parts about owning a business. If you can't remember what's in it for you to do this, you know, we talk a lot about what's in it for the company, what's in it for the employee, what's in it for the customer. We also have to know what's in it, what's in it for us. What's in it for us to keep going when it sucks, sometimes it's not very fun owning a business. Sometimes you got employee problems that are just very stressful, very frustrating. You got unreasonable customers sometimes. You've got legal things to deal with and laws changing or whatever it is. There's plenty of times where being a business owner is not as fun as we would like to think it is when we first start out, right? So I would recommend having a, a clear knowledge of why we're doing this. And so there's a few different ways to do this. <clears throat> There's a thing that I found called uh, the motivational matrix. I think this is a fantastic tool. Uh, I found it just by uh, doing an internet search. I'm sure you can too. There's some great information I found out there on it. Um, I'm not even sure who to give credit to for, for developing this. I think it's a fantastic tool though. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit today because I think it'll help some folks um, with, with solving this problem. So one of the things that we hear is, you know, dream big and uh, and then nothing will get in your way, right? Well, not everybody has big dreams. Not everybody wants to own a, a big house on a lake and have 40, 14 jet skis and, and 16 cars and a 12-car garage to put them in. Not everybody wants that. And so for people who don't have that, trying to figure out what their why is can be a little more challenging. So let's talk about this motivational matrix. Again, I think it's a great tool, and I wish I knew who to who to give the credit for for developing this thing. There's basically four reasons why we're compelled to do things. The first one is an internal positive driver, right? 
passion for what we're doing, satisfaction, self-validation, a feeling of purpose. This is that, that version of find what you love to do and you'll never work another day in your life, right? If you have that for your industry, that's great. Then you, then you know why you're doing this because you get that self-validation. You get that feeling of, of pride and you have passion for what you do. You look forward to going to work every day. And even on the days when it's not as much fun as others, you still know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life. And that's a fantastic feeling if you have that. Not every industry offers that, though. It's hard to be a roofing contractor or um, a CPA or, or uh, you know, other things and get that same kind of feeling. Not every industry is, is going to provide that, right? So the first one, though, this, this uh, internal positive drivers, this passion for what you do, it's probably by far the best one to have. If you have that, then that's fantastic. I think it's important to identify that that's why you do this. And on the days that you're going to have down, there are times you're going to have down days, we can reflect back and go, yes, I'm having a, a crummy day today, but I, wouldn't, I would rather be doing this than anything else in the world. And that's a fantastic feeling. For those of us who have industries that don't provide that, or we just don't have that for our industry, whatever, for whatever reason, there's a second one, which is the external positive. So. This is recognition and appreciation for others. It's also financial and other rewards. Rewards, Financial benefit, time off benefit. These are all fantastic reasons. And this is all about dreams, right? These are all fantastic reasons to keep us going when things get tough, right? So this is that version of declare your dream and chase your dream and don't let anything stand your way until you reach it, right? If this is you, if this is what's compelling you to do things, then we got to be really clear about our, our goals and we have to be really clear about making sure our professional goals and our personal goals are in alignment. So if our professional goal is to build a seven person company, but our, our personal goal is to have a multi-million dollar house overlooking a lake and that big fancy $200,000 jet boat, those are not necessarily going to align, right? So we can't necessarily get that personal goal achieved by building a small seven-person company or a medium seven-person company. Um, we, and if we don't have those things in alignment, it's going to be difficult because we're going to waver. We're going to go back and forth between the two. The, uh, the third one is external negative, right? Uh, so this is for, for people who are, um, I'm sorry, the third one is internal negative. This is where a lot of us naturally reside. This is that fear of failure, that imposter syndrome. Almost every business owner I know, including myself, have, have spent a great deal of time living in this world where we have this imposter syndrome. We're afraid of being found out as a fraud. We're afraid of failing. Fear is a great motivator. It's not a very pleasant one sometimes, but it is a good motivator. There's no question. The other problem with this one is if you have this fear of failure and that's what drives you and then you find success, you have to artificially create another fear of failure to get you motivated again. And that's just not a very comf a comfortable place to be, to have to constantly be fabricating or creating this artificial sense of, of doom, <laughs> whether it's consciously or subconsciously, to get you out of bed in the morning to get through things. Um, it would be a lot better to have that real passion for what you do or have that big house dream. Um, I think for folks that, that don't have the big house dream, I don't know what else to call it, but these are the big expensive dreams in life, right? Um, and don't want to live in this space where 
uh, I'm the fear of failure or the fear of being found out as a fraud is what drives me. I think there's kind of a middle road, which would be uh, people who just want to have no bills. They just want to be debt free. They want to retire at age 65 or 60 or 52 or whatever. And they don't need a big fancy house. They don't need a big fancy car, but they just want to be debt free and not ever have to worry about paying a bill again. Well, to do that, you would have to have your house paid off. You would have to have all your cars paid off. If there's, if you had any college loans or, or your children had loans, uh, college debt that you were going to help pay for. Um, and you'd have to have enough money to pay your, pay your bills for the remainder of your life. If you just add up all the dollars it takes to do that, that's a pretty significant dream. That could be a three, $4 million dream, depending on where you live and, and what, what your version of your house is going to be. And, and all, you know, how many, how many uh, years you have left to live after you retire. It's gonna be a lot more expensive to do that if you retire at 50 than it is at 75, right? So my point is, if we could have at least a clear vision of what we're doing this for, and if you don't have that big grandiose dream, that's okay. Other things that we want to do in life and achieve before we die are expensive. And, and it's it'd be great to be able to tie that to the business and help get us out of this um, being compelled to act because of a fear of failure, be a, a fear of being found out as a fraud. And again, having that need to artificially create negative um, feelings to motivate us again. Why would we want to do that to ourselves? That that's just not that does not sound like a very fun place to live for me anyway. And then the fourth one is external negative. Um, these are generally driven by uh, unstable life conditions or situations, um, insufficient respect from others. These are people who are 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 probably desperate. We would probably classify them as desperate. I, I need the money. I will do whatever it takes because I need the money. I'm in a very bad situation and I have to get out. I'm in a bad situation with a, an abusive person I'm living with, or uh, I'm on the verge of homelessness because I'm paycheck to paycheck. And I just, I mean, you know, these are very dire situations. Um, probably most of us don't spend a lot of time here. Um, certainly not as business owners. I think that if you're a business owner, you're in this situation, you, you probably are not going to uh, be a business owner for very long. And it's just a very unhealthy place to be. So we certainly would want to stay away from that one. Um, I've put these in the, in the order of which ones I would personally, um, prefer. I would love to be able to, to do what I do for, for passion and not really care about, uh, the money as much. Um, I think that that's, that's not a realistic goal for everybody. Not every industry is going to offer that. So when I had a job and I owned a business where I had 50 employees, I didn't have that. I had the dream of building something that would provide a, a lifestyle that I wanted. Now with what I do, I have that passion and the money is not nearly as important. I can tell you that I'm much more motivated by the passion than I was building a big dream. But that's just me. Not everybody that's like that. Some people... That house is what matters. That boat is what matters. That that story of overcoming is what matters. And if that's what that's that's what motivates you, then let's let's go with it, right? There's no right or wrong answer here, I don't think. I do think it's important that we are clear on why we're doing this. If we are not clear on why we're doing this, it's going to be very difficult for us to get out of bed in those mornings when things are not going well. So the first call to action, the first step would be, why am I doing this? Just simply asking yourself, why am I doing this? Why do I want to own a business instead of just being an employee at Starbucks or or Boeing or Microsoft or uh, Tesla? Why do I want to be a business owner? And just let that kind of sink in and let's let's figure that out. Again, uh, is this something I'm doing for the passion? Do I love what I do? Do I love my industry? Do I love my job? 
Um, again, even in industries where it's not, it's not a, a glamorous or sexy industry, building a team of people is, is that's a great thing for some people. I was one of those. It was a fantastic feeling to help bring a team of people together that, that meshed well together and we're all heading in the same direction. I got a great sense of um, uh, fulfillment from that. You may also, um, again, there's no right or wrong answers here. Uh, do I love it? Am I passionate about it? If not, am I, am I going to be reaching my personal goals by doing this? What are the things I want in life that this is going to help me get? And that could be the fancy car and the fancy house. It could just be being debt-free completely at age 60, not having ever having to worry about a paycheck or a bill again. That would be a fantastic thing for some folks. And that, again, is a very expensive goal. That's going to take a significant amount of money for most folks to be able to pull that off. Uh, and again, if that's what we're doing, just making sure, taking the time to make sure the business we're trying to build is going to help us provide the personal goals we want or achieve the personal goals we want. So first thing is, let's figure out where we're at on the motivational matrix. Are we doing this for the passion? Are we doing it for the money? Are we doing it because we're scared? Are, are we are we afraid of failing, right? Or are we just in a dire situation? Um, if you love it, then that's enough and money's not going to matter as much. If you don't love it, if you don't have that passion for it, then let's find a dream. Let's find a good dream to go after. Uh, and let's, you know, when we're talking about building the or, or, or developing these dreams, let's take the time to really, really get into that. Um, you know, if you want to, if you want a, a big, a big fancy house, how many square feet of it is it? Is it one story? Is it two stories? What kind of fence does it have? Is it a white picket fence? Is it is it a six foot cedar fence? Or is it a metal fence? Or you know, is it, is it uh, near mountains or is it overlooking the water? Like, what's your view out of your living room window? What are the sounds you hear, right? If we're going to use these monetary dreams um, and, these, and these tangible items to, to motivate us, let's really get to know what these things are. I really think it's important for people to, to close their eyes and envision what it smells like in the house and what the sounds are. Are there grandkids running around? Or do you hear birds chirping and do you see deer outside your window or you overlook in the ocean? Um, the more you can really internalize that and really know what it looks like, the easier it is to, to draw on that on those days where you're having not so fun days. All right. Um, and then the last thing is if you're, if you're being driven by those negative thoughts, the imposter syndrome or an unhealthy situation, I think we have to work hard to get out of that. Um, again, we're, we're going to be there. It's going to happen sometimes, but we don't want to let ourselves sit there too long. We don't want to knowingly force ourselves to stay there. I think there's much more positive ways for us to be motivated than that. And we don't want to end up where we just are wondering why we're coming to work every day. When you own the business, you shouldn't be wondering why you're coming to work every day, right? Uh, you're going to have a very hard time motivating your team, having the, the passion you need to really sell your company to your customers. It's just going to make things really difficult. So that's what I have for this week. Again, I'm Brian Harding. This is Service Industry Success. We sure appreciate you tuning in. And um, if you know somebody this could help who owns a, a service industry and they're wanting to build a business, please uh, feel free to share this with them. I, we, you know, the, the way you grow a podcast now is by sharing uh, this with folks. Certainly a rating and a review and, and uh, download and all that stuff is, is also helpful. And uh, thanks a lot for your time. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>